In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. Who you are and what you're doing. Sure, so I'm Julia, and I'm the director of Oklahomans for the Arts, and we're the arts advocacy organization for our state. Awesome. And I'm Amber Sharples, the executive director of the Oklahoma Arts Council, which is the state agency for the arts. Awesome. So you, Julia, were really instrumental in Oklahomans for the Arts. Yeah, so Arts Day is really our thing. So we're tr we try to bring artists and art supporters from across the state to the capital to speak up for the arts. Um, and we know that, you know, the arts are an important part of how our state does education, community development, and its economy across the state. How, how long has this been going on? This is our fifth Arts Day. So this is the mm -hmm. fifth year. Um, yeah. And it's not necessarily a coincidence that it's occurring at a time when we're having this budget crisis and lots of arts funding um, where there's a loss in arts yeah, funding Yeah, I mean, right we now. really, we've tried to have it later in the session because at that point we've dealt with whatever bills are going to come through and that's something we can deal with remotely. But to be here in the middle of budget negotiations is really important. Right. And we can't predict the timelines, but it really couldn't be better timing because d negotiations are happening, decisions are being made this week. Yeah. And so I think advocates, their voice is more relevant today. You and know. in the kickoff meeting, I like that we heard a quote from the movie Braveheart, because <laughs> now it kind of feels like now is it's the time to fight, it's time to battle, because of the possible consolidation of the Arts Council with the uh, uh, what is it, the Tourism Board, right? Yeah. So our, I mean. Advocacy is a long-term thing. I mean, we're talking, we, we want Oklahoma great today and 10 years from now. So, right. I mean, it's not all about today, but I think to galvanize people and get people excited, I think to focus on today's challenge is really important. And discussions around consolidating the agency is something we as advocates are not okay with from right. the arts sector. And we just have to make sure our legislators know that. They may view it as an administrative move, but to us, it's, it's a total change of mission. Yeah. And it would completely change the funding and structure of what we know the arts and culture communities across the state need. Well, it sounds like, too, it would create like a domino effect. So if they were to consolidate it, you guys would lose about $600,000 in funding. But at the same time, there's also a domino effect where it's going to affect other things down the road as well. It's not just that loss of, of money. Yes, the regional and federal funding would be at risk, which is mm -hmm. actually over a million dollars oh to our state, which we feel is with every dollar crunch that we're in with this budget environment, we need to have every resource right. available to us so that way we can invest in communities across the state. But also, I think in, uh, some of our programs at the Oklahoma Arts Council, for example, the Arts and the Military Initiative that we just launched last year, as an independent agency, these are decisions that our governing council can help guide us in mm -hmm. terms of with dwindling resources, how do we stay nimble? How do we realign resources so that we're meeting the needs of the state? We feel that as an independent agency, we are able to really galvanize and yeah. take the resources that we have and shift them with very uh, being a nimble agency as an independent one. I think well, that I mean, that's one where we have that impact. A great thing you brought up there was how the arts is helping uh, with some of our servicemen that have returned that are suffering from, you know, a variety of PTSD, you know, depression. And arts is one way that they can cope with this, right? Absolutely. We know that arts is vital in arts education, but we also know it's a transformative tool. 
we know that it helps with veterans to mm -hmm. help them with PTSD, as you mentioned, help them rehabilitate, reintegrate into society right. as they come home. And with Oklahoma having more than 10% of our uh, population that have either served or currently serving or have military families, we felt that with dwindling resources, this was a good place that we could demonstrate that the arts are a powerful tool. That's amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for everything that you're doing today. It's an honor to be a part of Thanks it. Thanks for being here. Thanks yeah. for having us. It's going to be a really fun day, too. So. I mean, that's something arts bring, you know. Is right. it like, we may be solution bringers for education. We may help with other issues around social service, well-being. But part of what it is is community pride and fun together. And that's right. part of what makes Oklahoma different than any other community is whatever our local artists are doing, you know. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, nice to meet you, too. So we're still here at the Capitol for Oklahomans for the Arts Day. We just ran into Denver Duncan and J.B. Williams. How you guys doing? Good. I'm doing good. Denver. Doing good. So you guys are here because I'm assuming you're artists. That is correct. Actually, I know that you're artists, but I'm assuming you're here because <laughs> right, right. you're an artist. For the, the audience at home, that's right. Yeah, we yeah. are both artists and supporters of the arts. Two of our favorite local, local Oklahoma musicians. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're... Always working on stuff. Currently working on JB's latest record that's coming out June 18th. That's right. I can let him speak on that, but Black Future. Um, I just opened up a spot on 23rd Street called Local Cuts. It's a hip-hop studio, basically, and nice. a barbershop oh, wow. on the bottom, hip-hop nice. studio on top. Where out on 23rd Street is that? Uh, about 23rd and Drexel. Okay. The, that's at, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> 3221 Northwest 23rd. Fire Department. Yeah. So we're like... It's kind of still under construction, but we're working on JB stuff. Most of the studio stuff is done, and we're starting on the barbershop side of it. But uh, working on that project, have a lot of, like, awesome people coming through. Like, I mean, he can speak more to it, but we've had, like, Bosley in and Adam L. He's doing stuff with Killer Mike and Chuck D. Uh, wow. Ali Loren. Yeah, Ali Loren. Uh, who else? Um, Brother Ali, Millie Mesh, Deus Oslo, can't remember who else came through. But a lot of, I mean, a lot of people from Oklahoma City and a lot of, I think people that aren't from here, but yeah. Right on. So what is it specifically about today that drew you guys out here? Like, I'm just wondering what your take is on, on all this. You know, like, that woman who told that, um, that had that example about, or was that that guy? Guy had the example about the example about the Berlin Wall. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's great. Like, like I think like hearing that kind of put it in perspective for me, especially um, you know being me, me being from where I come from and you know how I grew up and stuff like, like you know art being the passion and you know um, a lot of the creative people a lot of times come from you know. Um, you know, the struggle and, you know, just just things like that and come, coming out of it. And when he was saying the thing about the Berlin Wall, how one side was just blank and the other side, there was so much art on it. And I was like, man, that that, that kind of describes, you know, um, our city in a, in a lot of ways. So um, I think I think hearing that kind of put it in perspective for me. But in the beginning, I think I was just coming because, um, you know, I wanted to be a part of, you know, what was going on and, yeah. you know, let my face be seen and my voice be heard on things that are important. But uh, whenever he said that, I was just like, dang, like, that's so true. Like, we don't even we don't even think about, like, how, you know, um, how art kind of represents that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, 
so many things for so many different people, you know. And it's something that I think a lot of people are seeing right now that it's really important to get your voice heard. So that side of the wall where it's blank, it almost shows you that without the arts, it's yeah. like it's cold and dark and exactly, gray. Yeah. When those people on that side of the wall are the ones that probably need that yeah. art the most, that exactly. need that release the most. Exactly. And we're so. we're pro like we're products of coming through like public school system and being right. a part of whatever you would want to call that, like having to play like the recorder in the fifth grade and right. then, you know, having to be in band one semester and then what that kind of sparks and evokes in people that can carry on to adulthood and like making a living at it or struggling to make a living Absolutely. at it or... You know, just to support it in general, you know, but we're, we're products of that. So. And that was, was kind of significant to me when you started out by talking about your, your, your new business. Like, here you are, artists, who I've only known you as, like, you're out trying to make albums, release music, but you've gotten so ingrained in it that you've now turned that into a small business. You're now occupying a building on 23rd. I know what building you're talking about. And right. it's, I've seen that cycle through the years of different businesses trying to come and go. And hopefully you, you'll find a... A, a happy sort of middle ground where you can maintain that, but not like and also I think that's the impact of the arts is it, right. And we've also been able. We've already worked with three different schools uh, and like a youth programs, recording projects for them too. You know, and we're just doing it to do it with yeah. them when they're learning about art, learning about collaboration, and how that affects them in real life, like business, yeah. real life, world, whatever it is. You're always gonna have to collaborate. You're always gonna have to. To work with people and again like how intertwined art is with that like so teachers are using writing a song to, to emulate and to model how to how to collaborate with people so I mean you just learn so much through it anyways I mean there's so many benefits to it right you know it's just it's just positive you to express yourself you know like I think for me especially with that with that group that uh, recorded uh, that I did the recording with it was just the, the way they expressed themselves to see like, you know, 14, 15 year old kids expressing themselves that way. Like, I don't know, man, just get kind of like, it just took me back. Like, man, yeah. you know what I mean? So just, I mean, being able to express yourself and like, and like, you know, share what you have inside, you know, and, right. and paint a picture with, with all your feelings and your emotions. It's, you can't, I don't know, you can't pay for that. You know what I mean? So and speaking of what your new album is coming out on, June 18th? June 18th, yes. Yeah. Man, that made my day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to know this stuff. Yeah. And what, what's your album called? It's called Black Future. Black Future. Um, and basically, like, you know, a lot of that is, is, the, is the idea behind Black Future. Um, people people are here, they think, oh, you know, black people. Well, yeah, they're, you know, like, yeah, that's that's a portion of it. Um, the, the, the full title of the album is In the Black Future. There's a, a, a place so dangerously absurd. You know what I mean? So it's it's yeah. not it's not just you a know, place you might find yourself when there's no right. more arts funding. Exactly, and you know like you know like we if we don't have art, we don't can't we can't express ourselves. The future for all of us, whether you black, white, or whatever, you know it could be dark. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like you know, do we want to do we want a no future? Or do we want a future? You know what I'm saying? So like, do that, we want that bare wall or do we want that exactly, beautifully? Yeah. Exactly, you know. So like that's the point around the whole thing is is really. Um, it's really just sharing that and, and telling that story from, from you know, where I come from, I guess. Right. 
And there's going to be a show at the Tower Theater, right? Yeah, man, yo. Yeah. I run into people all the time, like people that, that, sh that, that I know, they're like, what you working on next? You know, what you doing? Anything going on right now? I'm like, yo, like, I've been saying Black Future for over a year now. You know what I'm saying? So, that, thank you. That yeah, that's going to be, I think, the first show at the Tower. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's amazing and yeah, it's exciting. A, it's and kind of our, our things to try to stay informed of what's right. going on. So <laughs> we try, we try. Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys yeah, for taking a minute so to much. talk to us. And thanks for coming out and supporting the arts. Yeah, thank you. There we go. So that's what this is going to be. As a, I don't need that mic. You know, it'll be Game of Thrones spoiler. We're taking a break from the Oklahoma art stuff and we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. No, we're not. So. <laughs> I was just trying to make up something to talk about until he was I, done I, with this film. I liked it. I was going with it. All and right. it totally was relevant to what was said it prior is. to me bringing it Ooh. up. Game of fair Thrones, enough, there's a battle for power, right? A struggle. Oh, you no, know? No, And that's... That's what happened. Yeah. That's okay. right. So we're still here at the Capitol, and we have run into a couple of concerned parents. Yes. So introduce yourself for us. My name is Ember Lively. I have a fourth grade student at Cleveland Elementary. Awesome. And? I'm Erica Faircloth. I also have a fourth grade student at Cleveland Elementary. Awesome. So what compelled you guys to come out today? Well, I'm an artist myself, so it's near and dear to my heart. I don't like how it is being subjected to a lot of the scrutiny and devaluation that it is and then to add that it's affecting education and arts and education is bothersome so I wanted to come out and support in every way that I can. Who are your reps? Mine are Nelson and Yen. Have you had a chance to speak with them yet? Or? Yeah well by email I've been corresponding quite a bit lately I'm sure they're sick of me. Are you going to go try to corner them in the office? And yeah, yeah. I'm actually about to go hand deliver some of these letters to legislators on behalf of the students at Cleveland Elementary. It's all artwork and letters to the legislators, why they think art is important in education, and to please save the arts and don't cut funding, don't cut arts from the schools. Now, can, you, can you read one of those for us? Sure. This one on top says, Dear Legislator, I know there's not much you can do, and that you wouldn't cut art if you didn't have to. But if there is even the slightest thing you could do to save art, that would be awesome. It's very important that kids get proper education and art is part of that education. We all love art and even though some of us don't notice it yet, art is very important and a lot of jobs include art. Art is in everything that you can think of. Sincerely, Cleveland Elementary student. Well, that's going that's a sad fantastic. Face on there. A sad yes, face with tears sad coming face down. Sad face with tears and crying. Got, and I love about thirty I have of those. A stack there. of almost forty. Forty. Nice. What's really yes. significant to me about this is the there's some words here that are highlighted in pink. And yes. It's oh. all very positive, like awesome art, all love art, very important. Yes. yes. It's obvious. We were that hanging this out is with uh, Romy earlier. It is. It means quite a bit to them. So is this one particular grade at, at Cleveland, or is this time. an art class at Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, it's no, from the art idea. teacher, multiple grades. Yeah. Now, did you guys, there's a lot of students here today. Are there any students from Cleveland here today with you guys, or are you just two concerned parents no, coming up yeah. to, to yeah. present these letters? Yeah, my daughter wanted to come, but we figured it would be better for her to not miss a day and yeah. be right. at school. And, uh, Erica, what if uh, you're joining Ember here to help deliver those letters, some moral support, or do you have some choice words yourself? I just wanted to come up and see what I could do to advocate for arts program. Um, we're very upset by the news that the budget's cut and that we would lose our art teacher and 
part of the fun aspect of going to school. <laughs> Have you ever been active before in anything political affecting no, schools? No, I've been overseas this... for many years, so I'm actually relearning um, this side of American um, society. Um, yeah, I've come up here to see what I can do. It's a big learning I, I think experience. my voice would matter. Well, and the, the first step is to show up. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I walked in, and Ember said this. It's the ir ir irony of walking into this building that's full of art. Yeah. That's build. what struck me when I first came in for the first time ever. I walked in, and it was like, oh, there's an art gallery, and there's all of this art everywhere. Right. And obviously, they're signifying how important the art is by adorning. The, I mean, the building itself is art. The architecture, the stylings. And it's so important, you know, wanting to spend all this money to renovate the building and make it presentable again. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's art. Like, yes. yeah. So exactly. it's not just important to, to fix the crumbling facade. It's You need to educate these kids so that in 50 years when it's time to replace this mural on the wall, we have someone to do there's it. an artist here who can do that. Exactly. Exactly. Is this your first time at the state capitol? It is, yeah. Today was yeah. your first time to come it in is, here? It is, yeah. It's overwhelming. <laughs> it is. It is. I love this place. <laughs> this busy every day but no that would yeah. be good if it was imagine right? if they had to see this and get this interaction every single day from somebody well thank you guys for taking a minute to stop and talk to us and for coming out and navigating and especially thank you for for bringing these for bringing the letters, letters from the kids i mean i can't imagine if i was a legislator this would be extremely significant yeah. to me, so. i want to try to get them noticed and out there as much as possible thank you again yeah thank you very much So we're still here at the Capitol, and we have cornered Miss Regina Goodwin in her office. Hi. It's a Hi. Beautiful office. Yes. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's so spacious. <laughs> it's, it's, we don't have chairs for everybody. Okay? That's okay, but it's it's, it's quiet in here. There's yeah. not quite the. We we have cuts at the Capitol. We don't have chairs yeah. for everybody. <laughs> well, thank uh, you so uh, much for inviting us fantastic. into your office. All right. I'm so glad you're here. Absolutely love the arts and what, what you guys are doing. So Thank you. Thank, uh, your remarks this morning in the opening were fantastic. Yes. Oh, you had two or three quotes that immediately I was like, oh, I was tweeting them out. And, oh, great. Well, I remember one of them already. It was, um, man, and I'm, and I'm going to forget it. Those, those who are um, troubled can be comforted by the art, art. and those who are... <laughs> art should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. Yes, there you go. Something that like that. That is a great yes, quote. Very good. Very good. Thank you. That is what it was. Yeah. And then also, I heard the other one where uh, the earth without art is just yes. eh. That's, what it was. That's right. And then I had to explain it because I could tell folks weren't getting it. So I was like, E A R T H, right? Without art is eh. 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 Are, you, uh, are you impressed with today's turnout? Oh, I love it. And I'm, I'm telling you, we have a lot of folks that gather with various organizations and agencies. And this is the liveliest bunch. And of course, I would expect it to be. Sure. Because we're artists. And we, we all like to express ourselves. It, that's right. And we bring a particular kind of energy. So I love it. And I'm telling you, it's just buzzing down there. I love it. It is. And yeah. you are, and that's the point to me. You are an artist. What kind of art do you do? I do. I, I paint and um, do oil and um, acrylic and also um, watercolor. And uh, um, done animation for a long time. Oh, wow. Animation. So, yes. That's right. You did mention the animation part earlier. What have you animated? Oh, my. Uh, we had done, uh, well, for one, with the, 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 the Greenwood Cultural Center, I taught that for maybe 11 years, the arts. Mm -hmm. But 
done Tiny Toons and Ronald McDonald spots, and cool. uh, we've done oh, a wow. PBS spot, but a lot of commercial, um, um, you know, Fruit Loops and just wow. a number of <laughs> Captain Crunch, you know, like, <laughs> and now I'm naming a lot of cereals. So maybe that's, <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it is. You're naming a lot of things from, yeah, my, exactly. from my childhood, too, right. like I grew up on this right. stuff. So we've right. probably seen some of your animation. Yes, yes. So one of the things that's kind of the message here today and also lately is advocating for the arts and people coming in, having their voices heard, explaining mm -hmm. their... Mm -hmm. it, what are what do you think are the hot button things on the, on the table right now that we need to be talking about? Well, let me, let me just say this. As, as, as we were talking this morning, we're talking about consolidation and, and, and being consolidated with tourism. Uh, you all have voiced that you don't want that. It's right. not going to be advantageous. Some of your funding could be further cut if you do that. And, and what we're saying is that Quite frankly, instead of spending time with me right now, because I love you guys, you all need to be getting to those committee members that are going to be able to say yes or no okay. to that bill before it gets out of committee. And that's what he was saying. If you can stop it there, yep. you don't have to worry about it getting into a larger group of folks because that's more folks you have to reach out to, more folks that you have to further convince. So you need to be very targeted and have a laser focus on those committee members and bring your A game. So this would be an instance where you might find yourself talking to a, a representative or a senator that may not necessarily be your own. Um, oh, right? of course. Okay. Of course. Now, how would they find out who is on the committee? Well, what you're going to do is you're going to find out where was that bill assigned, right? So find out the bill number okay. that is talking about the consolidation. Find that number first. Okay. Then find where was it, what committee was it assigned to? Because as I understood from today, he was talking about killing the bill in committee. Right. So I'm following his lead. Okay. So he must know where it is right now in the process. Um, and so you do that. Um, first of all, get the bill number and then work your way towards where is it now. And, and that particular representative uh, can help you, I think, best in terms of. Right. But you need to take shortcuts. And, and get to the get right to the core of what you're Absolutely. dealing with. Because that's, that's some good advice. We have, since we've been doing this show, we've kind of taken it upon ourselves to try to get a little bit more active, meeting our representatives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you often hear the saying, contact your representative, reach out to them. Right. And I feel like now that we're doing that, we're, we're learning the next step. We need to go even further. It yes. doesn't end there. That's yes. the beginning. That's not the right. end. Right, right. And, and you're going to find that... Um, it's really your influence. It's you bringing the data, knowing what you're talking about. And then you need to come with um, voters in those districts, quite frankly, of those particular representatives, because you can let them know, look, we're your constituents, you know? And the bottom line is they, we're here because you all voted us in. Right. And, and we're very sensitive to <laughs> folks that vote yeah. and uh, because we wouldn't be here. So, uh, I would suggest finding those constituents that are in those particular districts, have them also weigh in on this. But while anybody's here, I don't care who it is, I don't care from, from Timbuktu, you go take that message on behalf of that other constituent that might not be here today. Fantastic. That's some great advice. That is great yes. advice. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Because they really are going to vote it up or down. And if you can stop it right now, that's the biggest victory. That, that will be the best thing that you can do today. Right. Well, thank you so much, Rob Goodman. Well, thank Appreciate you very that. much. Yes, thank you very much for taking the time. Okay. And for thank doing you. everything that you do to oh. advocate. So. Well, like I said, that you guys are doing that. And we're just on the other end listening and, and hopefully helping. But I totally believe in the arts, totally believe how impactful it is. And it's life-changing. And, it's, it and, and, and it makes life so much better. I mean, it's 
Yeah, it does. Yeah. Life is more fun. It's more vibrant with the art. So, you know, it's important. I love hearing that from a representative. Oh. <laughs> Who happens to be an artist. There you go. <laughs> Great. Maybe we need more reps that are artists. Yes, we do. We need yeah. more. Yeah. 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 It's like that Neil deGrasse Tyson quote. You know, when you look at, uh, at Congress in D.C., you see all these people's careers. There's lawyers and businessmen. And he goes, where's the rest of life? Yeah. Where are the scientists and the artists That's and the right. teachers? That's and right. These wonderful moms about these letters didn't realize that yeah. they were bringing them here to your office. That's... That's great. And in fact, she read that one yeah. too. It's the one on top with the, yeah. the smiley Are we face. Are the show live? Yeah, yes. man. Yeah. Have we been live this no, time? No, no. I, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I started about 15 seconds ago. Yeah. But you have a, an, an art opening going on here in your office. We're in 500A, Jason right. Pennington's office in the state capitol. And there's some beautiful Native American. It, it, yeah. it looks like photography that's given the appearance of having been painted on yes. or painted. Yeah. And our artist is actually here today. MJ Alexander is uh, in the office. We've got refreshments. This is her gallery opening. So um, each year, uh, Stephen Kovash is our curator of art, and uh, he's found artists that are in House District 88 that want to display their art uh, in the office. And so we've had a new artist each year. Last year, Denise DeWong. Oh, nice. This oh, year, cool. MJ Alexander. And each year we've had a, uh, a gallery opening so the artists could come up, talk about their work. And today is Arts Day at the Capitol, and we're all about supporting, um, you know, funding for the arts and making sure that, that we're making that critical investment. So... Um, one of the things, we were just talking to Representative Goodwin and uh, going over with her, finding out the process of identifying the committee members that currently have the consolidation uh, bill um, on their table. Do you know who any of those um, committee members are? Yeah, I actually got an email about that this morning and I haven't gotten through to open it um, okay. to look at those um, committee members, but I'm going to go talk to them myself this Great. afternoon. Um, yeah, this was something that, I mean, this isn't new. They tried to do this last year. Right. Um, and last year it, it kind of failed miserably because I think that folks don't realize just how much um, the arts means to Oklahomans. I mean, if you go all across our state, I mean, from, from museums that we have, galleries mm -hmm. that we have, local artists that we have, Native American art that we have, um, it's a pretty important part of Oklahoma's heritage yeah. um, and not something just to, to you know, treat lightly. So, Well, not only that, the dome of the state capitol is adorned with The Guardian, which is yeah. uh, Kelly Haney's sculpture. He was representative and a senator both. So yeah. to think that you had a representative and a senator here who was an artist, that made this statue called the Guardian, so now it's almost like it's, it's going to be a Guardian of the Arts as well. Yeah, and I mean all the integrated arts that we have um, in our schools. I mean, you guys were talking to some of the parents that just brought me a, a bunch of letters. These are all from elementary school kids um, from at Cleveland, Cleveland Elementary. Yeah. There's another one there so, with a sad face on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because Cleveland Elementary is losing their art teacher this That's year. That's right, yeah. Um, and... Mm -hmm. You know, the, the parents there have started a, a GoFundMe account where they're uh, reaching out to the community to try and fund that position on mm -hmm. their own. But, I mean, what is this crazy world that we live in that parents are having to do GoFundMe accounts to hire yes. teachers for their schools? I mean, this is that's, insanity. That is right? insanity. That, that is, so, in a sense, what the taxes are. That's what property taxes are for. And other, you know, you there's other yeah. sources of income that, are, that have been promised to go to education. Yeah. And now we're losing teachers? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Oklahoma City School District has um, had to let go. Uh, I think it's 
uh, 170 teachers now, and they've let go another 100 administrators. They have about $17 more million they have to cut out of this year's budget because of the revenue failures. This is affecting our schools. This is affecting yeah, our, that's our just children. Another leg out from And here you have it's Cleveland. affecting our future. Like, yeah, you know, Cleveland these, these children is an A plus school, is an arts integrated school, yeah. and it's losing its art teacher. How are you an arts integrated school and you don't have an art teacher? Um, it, uh, I mean, it's insane. So, I mean, that there is no political courage in this building right now to do the right thing for Oklahomans. So, and that needs to change. What, what so, do you think would? affect that the most? Is it things like this where people are coming out and getting involved and going in? And yeah, the, the more the average citizens get involved in the process, and quite frankly, the, the best way that the average citizen can get involved in the process is in November. Um, they can put people up here that care about people. Right. Um, and, it, and this you know, year is a good time for that because we've had this influx mm -hmm. of Educators teachers and people yeah. coming and filing for yeah, you had the, a record number of people file for seats in Oklahoma politics. Right. And I mean, you think there's a reason for that? Of course there is. It's because people are mad as hell that they pay taxes. They do everything they're supposed to do. And they see their schools closing. They drive on poor roads and bridges. Mm -hmm. They have no access to health care. Um, you know, they see all of these core services of government that, the government's supposed to take care of that can't do it because they have no revenue because the people in this building have continued to cut revenue year after year after year. I mean, it just has to stop. Mm. Is this uh, you with your grandpa here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is my, uh, my, my president row here. So the <laughs> other one is, is uh, on oh, the desk. So, um, yeah, I had the great fortune of meeting That's two great. presidents in my first year in office. So yeah, um, you with Bill Clinton and then, uh, of course, Obama. Yeah. Um, so you are also next year. Hopefully, it'll be a picture with President Clinton. That's so, right. That's um, right. Um, <laughs> you don't support Trump at all. Hashtag dump Trump. Dump Trump. Well, all right. Get out, the, get out the Trump <laughs> banners. We're going to hang him outside his window. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I have just as much hope as you do. So, but uh, one of the things that we've mentioned about you before is that you're very involved in your community. That when we go out to public events, you know, we see you out and involved and hopefully that more people will see that with their representatives and their senators as well. Right. And you make yourself available through your coffee talks? Yeah, Where every is, Friday. Every Friday. Is there yeah. a particular place that that happens right now, or does it change? Right now we've been moving it around the district, but uh, we've had some talks uh, about maybe doing something different with it here in the future. That would be um, cool, like a permanent location. There's uh, uh, some, some people that I really like that are establishing a... Um, uh, a new uh, place over uh, on 23rd Street uh, that might be able to provide a facility for us to to do this um, and have a, a larger weekly audience yeah. for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's if if you can't be involved in your community or you don't want to be, um, if you can't be open to hearing other people's concerns, then don't run for office. Yeah. I mean, this is public <laughs> service. Right. This isn't you know th this shouldn't be about political gain or personal mm -hmm. gain. I mean, I view this office um, as being a public servant and I want to be out in the community. I, I like people. Um, I get energy from them and I learn a lot from them. Nobody in this building has all the answers, mm -hmm. but you're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, you're just supposed to be able to be a good listener and work with others so that you can get good things done for people. So well, that's what we're hoping to accomplish today. Sure.
Yeah. And every day. What's well, awesome you guys are up here. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you. Thank you thank so you much. for seeing us, sir. And absolutely. It's always good to see you. Always good to see you. are expanding your record as being I think the, the one per, I think maybe the one person in general that's been on our show. <laughs> yes. Not to mention your uh, you're a legislator. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's keep it. It just goes to show. Let's keep doing it. Thank I you. Like again. It. So I don't know if you know this, but uh, I actually co-host a podcast with these two gentlemen. Yeah. No, I didn't. Um, called it's We exciting. Apologize for the Inconvenience. And we've been doing it almost a year and a half. Year and a half now. Oh, wow. Uh, the um, Wafty Show, for short. The acronym <laughs> Wafty. Yeah. So that's us. Um, but we, uh, we do a lot of episodes about exploring Oklahoma City as, uh-huh. as urban adventurers. And so that covers everything from, you know, the arts to bars to local events and since today's Arts Day at the Capitol, you know, it's a combination of politics and art. Oh, that's great. There's yeah. probably bars mixed in there somewhere, but... Probably. <laughs> My district's great for that. I had yeah. downtown Oklahoma City, which is, you know, great restaurants, great clubs, yeah. just everything you can think of. And then the southern part of my district's very uh, diverse, too. It's just, it's a, it's a great district. So uh, what, so what's the district number, first of all? 46. 46. Senate District 46. Okay. And I'm, so you are, you are our senator. I am. Um, we live in Uptown, so I have the tw- Paseo. Okay. So 25th sure and Walker. Yeah. Um, so what, how, how big is your debt? Does it encompass most of Oklahoma City? My district is basically 22 square miles, and it's completely within the city limits of Oklahoma City. Okay. Which means that not only do um, I have to consider state statutes and laws when, when we're up here, I also have to factor in city ordinances and, and how things affect, how votes up here affect the city, because mm-hmm. every one of my constituents lives within the city of Oklahoma City. So. Well, have you been hearing a lot from people today in regards to arts education? Oh, yes. Okay, great. Yeah, that's, that, uh, it's because of my district and people are familiar with me. Okay. They always come by and say hi. Um, I'm also on the board of Lyric Theater. Oh, are you really? Yeah, nice. Yeah, so been, there you go. I've been on the board for a while, so so they see my name on that, and then they, they know they have a friend, so they come and say hi. So, so already a supporter of the arts as it is. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that we had been talking about uh, with some of the other representatives was that um, there's the bill for Arts Council being consolidated into... Um, the the tourism board basically like what 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 are your thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, I I always want to consider those things. I mean, you don't want to just say no, that's not a good idea. So mm-hmm. we're looking at it, and I've been getting feedback uh, from people in the arts community. Okay. And so that's that's basically how I start a process. Is if somebody has a bill or an idea, I reach out to constituents, and they reach out to me. I've got a very active constituency, yeah. and just you know, tell me what you guys think because it's this is your area, not mine, and I want to be educated about it so absolutely what are you all hearing um a a lot of non-support for it obviously um one of the biggest things being that um not only will the cut take away about six hundred thousand dollars of our funding but then it kind of causes um other funding down the road to maybe not be as available or not as easy to get Mm -hmm. so that even though it's a six hundred thousand dollar cut up front, by the time all is said and done, it turns out to be like a million and a half dollar cuts. Right. So, I was say one of the other things that we were talking to Amber from the Arts Council earlier, and she made a point that I'm somewhat familiar with working for a state institution and being a purchaser there. I think the Arts Council being consolidated into that agency it becomes less uh, nimble and less dynamic and. Art is a very changing thing. I mean, there's right. always a new medium or a new process or a new artist emerges, and 
they lose a lot of their abilities to do some of the great things they do because being if they are consolidated to a state agency, then all of a sudden they have all these additional rules. Even if it's just, I need to cut this artist a check for performing for us, it has to go through now this whole bank, which is great for a lot of reasons when you're talking about state money, but in terms of this particular situation, I mean, if we're gonna lose money and we're gonna lose flexibility, I mean, it sounds to me like that kills a lot of why the Arts Council is great. Come in. Sorry to interrupt. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Okay. Will you? It'll just be less. Okay. Will you take my tacos and yeah. put them out in your area? Oh yeah. <laughs> as far away from my desk as I can get. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Leah. Sure. Well, we don't. We yeah. We're good. To, you all sure? Yeah. It's, I've just. Yeah. It's yeah. It's cool. Which it's who? It's Wilson. Wilson. Oh, it's Wilson. Oh. Actually, can yeah. we come? Can bears? we come watch? We'll come with you. Okay, yes. great. Yeah, we'll come with we you. We actually just had a couple of them on the show last yeah. week. So. Yep. So um, to your point, that you're absolutely right, and we see that um, with consolidation often. Like, well, let's let's put these two together, and then it's just like it's just, no, 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 no. There's two separate things, and they need to have the autonomy to be able to yeah. run their area. It's real. It'll, it'll be pretty easy. Well, so I just so, tell us your name again. Jonathan Newberry. And where do you go to school? Wilson Elementary. Awesome. I hear you guys have really great arts programs at Wilson. Is that true? Yes. What's your favorite art class? I'd probably say physical education. Physical education? <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Do you like to draw or do you act or sing or play music? Um, I play the cello and piano. You play the cello and the piano? Yeah. That's fantastic. Do you like that? Yeah. Why do you like playing the cello and the piano? Well, I just like the sound that they can make. I like, they're, you can play beautiful things on them. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Do you, do you enjoy, do you practice a lot? Yeah, I do practice a lot. So do, who's your, is there a strings teacher at Wilson um, Elementary? Yes, Miss Baumgartner. Miss Baumgartner, I heard she's a fantastic teacher. Yes. So you enjoy the strings class? Mm-hmm. What other art classes are at Wilson besides strings and physical education? Which was my there's favorite There's also too? music and there's art and there's drama. There's drama. Fantastic. Who's the drama teacher? Mr. Windover. He's a he? new teacher. He's pretty fun. It's a, it's a fun class? Mm-hmm. Do you take all of those classes? Um, well, we, you like, we like split them up two a day, except for on Wednesdays, because on Wednesdays we go to the computer lab in the morning, and then on Friday we have three specials. Oh, nice. Which is what nice. we call them. So your specials are a pretty important part of your, uh, your day at Wilson. Yeah, it's 40 minutes per special. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for talking to yeah, us. Yeah, thank you, John. You're welcome. Thank Appreciate you for coming it. to the Capitol today. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, what's your name? Audrey. Audrey. Hi, what's your favorite art class? My favorite art class would be PE. PE as well. <laughs> that seems to be a pretty popular one. But, like, Jonathan, do you, are you in other art classes? Do you play music? Uh, I play violin. I've been playing for, like, five years. Wow. And That's so fantastic. it's... Five years, so, like, that was... Before you were born? Uh, no, I'm nine years old, so oh, I've been okay. playing since I'm four. I was four, so. He's silly. Do you like playing violin? I like play, play, playing violin because I get to go to recitals and it's fun to play. And Fantastic. Recitals are fun. Do you have a favorite piece of music you've played? Uh, I really like the fiddle music where it's fast and it's fun oh, to I play. Like like, too. We like that in Oklahoma, that fiddle. We right. can dance to the fiddle. <laughs> like Washerwoman? Like the washerwoman. Mm. Awesome. Well, thank you for talking yeah, to us. Thank you, thank so you very much. Hi. And what is your name? Annie. Annie. And what, what grade you... are you in, Annie? Fourth. Fourth grade? 
And what's your favorite arts class? Strings. Strings. Strings and PE seem to be pretty popular. <laughs> what do you play? Cello. I think the, the kickoff this morning had four strings players in the uh, chambers that were all from, was it Quartz Mountain? Quartz Mountain. What do you like the most about playing cello? Um, I really like the, the sound that comes out of my instrument because I think that the, for me, the violin's a little too high, so I like that the cello's not mm -hmm. so deep, but it's kind of medium. How does playing music and playing the cello make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel happy. Do you feel like it helps you with the, your education every day at Wilson? Is it something you look forward to and can in, incorporate into how you learn? Yeah. That's fantastic. Who's your teacher? Miss Alloway. Miss Alloway. Awesome. Well, thank you for talking yeah, to thank us. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thanks. And what's your name? Graceland. Graceland, what grade are you in? Fourth. And do you play any kind of instruments or do any kind of art? Um, I play viola and electric bass in my free time at home. Electric bass, wow. all right. And... My favorite arts, I would have to be either arts RP, RRP. <laughs> maybe we need to find a way to combine arts and PE. Like maybe uh, music and PE. <laughs> hmm. keep, keep them separate then? So you mentioned you play bass guitar on your own at home. That's not something you learned at Wilson. No, it's not. What made you start playing bass guitar? Um, I... My dad, I kept talking about it, and then for Christmas, I opened up this huge present, and there's this big electric bass in it. No way. That's but awesome. did you play, you played, you learned to play music at school, though, right? Yes, I learned to play viola at school every Thursday and Friday, but this year it's Wednesday and Thursday, and I'm very sad that, that we're losing strings next year because of, I think, it's school shortage. So the, like so the strings program will be going away? I believe so. No, that's no good. That is no good. And Wait. that's a program that, that you're involved in. So um, yeah. Do you know what you're going to do if that program's gone? Um, I think I'm going to have to, well, it's going to be harder to learn new strings because I prefer to, in my free time, to be, lay around instead of practice. <laughs> hey, I'm totally familiar with that. <laughs> so I guess losing it would be harder for me to learn and things like that. Because you have it, to rely on your own. Hey, Wilson, you guys have a, there's a room with a, a large amount of stringed instruments that you have access to, right? Yeah. If you ha if you do school instrument, you could buy your own and you could do that and you can play the four instruments you're allowed to play is bass, viola, violin, and cello. And who's your favorite band? <laughs> um, favorite band like out of school, yes. like band. <laughs> Who do you like uh, to listen to? Um, whatever my dad listens to, really, because right. I like to guess the songs. Uh, oh, that's fun. My dad just played that game with me all the time. So are you more of like a, on the, I'm going back to the bass guitar here, are you more of like a rock and roll bassist or are you like a jazz bassist or are you just all over the place? I really don't know because I, because I only really learned two songs on it because, well. What, what songs? Yeah. Um, I know a little bit that my dad taught me of Here Comes the Bride and I know some, one song I found with, that came with my bass that I learned by myself because my dad helped me get, help me with it but then I well now I can play it kind of fast but real it's I think it's, what's really hard is the fingering and mm -hmm. moving my fingers what song is that um I no I don't know the name of it well, I have to say knowing here comes the bride is very good for you if you're going to be a professional musician 
Because playing weddings is one of the best ways to get paid. <laughs> those those so, guys are always that's, coming That's up. a great place to start. But, well, thank you for taking time to talk thank to us. Thank you very much. Thank you so thank much. You and keep playing. playing. Absolutely. Thank you. Is there some 
kind of like dividing line that goes right through the middle of Duncan or something? Uh, or? North side, uh, kind of the proper. We're not too far from Lawton, so some of that oh, okay, you know, metro yeah. kind of kind of leads into the districts, yeah. so that works. Uh, wasn't there a, a film festival that had been going on in Duncan, but I yeah. guess it's over now, yes. is that right? Yes, um, Trail Dance Film Festival, oh, it went on for 10 years, and um, their organizer actually started that when he was 18 years old. He was 18? He was 18 when wow. he started an international film festival. And he's, oh, it was international? Yes. Um, okay. People from all over the world have, have been to Duncan and attended that, but they decided that the 10th year was going to be their last year. Um, we're look, hoping maybe right. maybe some another group will step up. And, so this um, could be a, a call to arms of somebody else on. to come in and, and fill that void exactly. and let's, let's start another film festival e in Duncan. Exactly, because there's a lot of a lot of people have talked to me about that even today, about having, they really? filling that and, you know. Seeing Fantastic. what we can do there. So you just never know. Because the interest is probably always going to be there. Yes. I mean, they did a wonderful job. Like I said, it, it, it truly was promoted internationally. It was one of the top 10 film festivals in the country. Wow. And so there's a lot of a lot of support still out there. So does the Trism Churl Heritage Center um, do anything to help support arts and elementary education? Do you guys partner with the schools at all? Definitely, definitely. Um, the Chisholm Churl Heritage Center, we're the only nonprofit in Oklahoma that's certified as a Great Expectations model school. And for those of you not in education, what that means is all of our teachers are actually trained and then they get uh, re they get evaluated every year to make sure that they're teaching. We don't just ask, ask and know questions, kind of tell the students what they need to know. Um, they actually have to put information together to answer the questions. So it's a, it's a pretty big process, but we're very proud of that. Last year we hosted about 7,500 kids from all over Oklahoma and Texas. Wow. So it's a it's a big program, and we're very proud of it. That's awesome. I'm curious if we we've heard a lot from some local schools, Wilson and Cleveland, about what's going on and how it's impacting them. How how is this translating out to Duncan? Like with, with what's going on with the budget cuts and uh, the proposed like consolidation? Like how is that? Uh, the, the consolidation would be terrible. Um, yeah, that would just not work at, at all with what the way that it's proposed right now. Um, it, it's hard to see, especially rural students who don't have a lot of options. I mean, obviously, we talked about the other nonprofits, and they have arts classes, and there are there are opportunities to do arts, but not so much in the schools. And, um, you know, we'll get kids that maybe their field trip to our facility is the only art that they're going to have. Uh, so they're doing 20 or 30 minutes of art. I mean, that's that's just not right. It's not, it's not enough. Uh, that's You're not right. right. Their avenues of exposure are much smaller. Yeah, because they don't have they don't have you know an arts facility around the corner right. necessarily. And also, um, they a lot of them probably don't have the means to make it up to Oklahoma City frequently. You ex know? Exactly, exactly. So somebody has to take them in, and um, you know, it, it's a it's a little bigger deal. Yeah. And, and certainly, their teachers are doing the best they can with what they have. But you know, cutting arts education in schools. Uh, you know, study after study shows that's not the way to go. Um, you know, the, the creative arts bring out science and math scores. Yes. And, you know, uh, you know, we see when we're working directly with children who have had arts cut, that that creativity is really diminished. They're, they're just not used to free thinking and putting information together. So it's very well, important. We also heard earlier this morning uh, Jill Castilla from Citizens Bank talking about the arts and the community stuff that they've been doing up there and how it's had a significant economic impact beyond just, oh, we got funding for this thing. But once you do an art event or a festival or a film festival or even have a heritage center, what is the, like, what is the economic impact of Duncan? I mean, when it oh. comes to art? I mean I, I'm not looking for numbers. I'm just saying, do you, do you 
see that? Do local oh, businesses? Do oh, local definitely. Work? We definitely see that. Like I said, since we have, you know, a theater company, concert series, our facility, um, you know, we have all these different avenues. We've got several galleries in town as well that are right. on Main Street, taking Main Street space. Nice. Um, you know, it's amazing. I think we calculated the people who have who have come to Duncan for an arts-related activity over the past five years at something about a half million people. So that's a tremendous, you know, even yeah. if they're not staying the night, they are, you know, getting gas, you know, they're buying their tickets. Uh, and the brown for ice cream. Ex- like exactly, stuff, yeah. exactly. We're, you know, paying our sales taxes like yeah. everybody else. Oh, so that's got to be huge because the number I think that Jill put out there was average a person going to an arts event will spend $24 above and beyond the cost of the event to uh-huh. get there. So, I mean, multiply that by half a million people. It's, it's tremendous. That's a big figure. It is. You know, especially for a community with 25,000 people. I mean, you think of the numbers of people coming into town for arts-related events. It's, it's amazing. All right, so we should go down to Duncan and check out the Little Theater and it, the definitely Chisholm it's not Trail that Heritage far Center. away yeah, and, Highway 81. Yeah. It's closer than and, one. And I look forward exactly. to the first year of the new Duncan International Film Fest uh, as well. Yes, so. I'll put you down on the planning committee. Do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right. Thanks, well, thank guys. you for taking the time to talk. Yeah, thank you, Stacey. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Yeah, Enjoy absolutely. It was very nice to meet thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Come on anytime. So I see Miss Mustang and Miss Amaya. So you're Miss Oklahoma. So I'm Miss Mustang, so I will be competing for the title of Miss Oklahoma this coming June. And uh, my platform is my organization, Artists Reach Out. And so we bring the arts to all in Oklahoma. That's kind of our objective. We kind of just dove in here, right? Yeah, we did. Yes, I'm Leah Briscoe. (laughs) And so you've got uh, the the Miss Mustang sash on. Now, is that Mustang Oklahoma? You're Mustang. School, <laughs> <like>. <laughs> it's Mustang, Oklahoma, okay. so it's a statewide um, opportunity, so anybody in this state can represent Mustang, and um, I re- will represent that title when I compete for Miss Oklahoma in June. Excellent. And so when is that competition? Um, it starts on June 3rd, and the finals is June 11th, so that's when they will crown the new Miss Oklahoma at the Excellent. Maybe Center in Tulsa. Awesome. That was very cool. <laughs> um, so what is that? I, I know you were talking about your organization, but like whenever you were in school, were you involved in arts yourself, music or theater or anything? That's actually a lot of why this is my platform and I, why I started this organization. I went to a small rural school in Oklahoma and we did not have a drama program, theater, anything like that. And so I went to my superintendent and presented the idea of um, starting a performing arts club. And I had a lot of students that were very interested and they did not let us do that. And so I am all about promoting and advocating the arts so that that doesn't happen to other um, other students across the state of Oklahoma. Absolutely. What exactly is your organization do? So my organization is Artists Reach Out. We are compiling a list of volunteer artists around Oklahoma. Whether you're a singer, dancer, painter, actor, whatever you do, uh, we want to bring you to places that do not have access to the arts. Okay. We're primarily focusing awesome. on um, on nursing homes, uh, hospitals, schools. Uh, kids that go to underprivileged schools to really bring the art to them and also to encourage artists to volunteer their time and use their gifts to help others. That's very similar to something we were talking with um, Amber Sarples about earlier this morning from the Oklahoma Arts Council where they bring arts to um, some of our service members who have come back from fighting and Mm -hmm. use art to basically help them you know, deal with any kind of mental issues that may have developed or kind of reintegrate them. So it's a very uh, powerful tool in more ways than most people can probably ever even imagine. (laughs) 
I agree. <laughs> um, and so that's awesome. We're getting to talk to you. We talked to somebody else who's from Duncan. Okay. Um, so kind of touching on a little bit of the, the rural aspect of how a lot of people in rural areas don't have as much access to the arts to say like somebody that lives in the metro area does. Yeah. So having a reach out program is, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. How, how are you like, you said you're reaching out to artists. How are you getting them to come on board? Like, are you going just finding out and going directly to them? Is there like some sort of a submission process or like can they sign up somewhere? Yeah, we're a fairly new organization. So we encourage people to go to our website, artistsreachout.org, and they can uh, request to be an artist there and we'll send them a form that kind of gets information and figures out what their experience level is so that we can match them to the facility or the location that best meets them. Uh, wow. Being at this event has been really beneficial. We've been able to connect with a lot of people that are interested in uh, coming on board and, and partnering with us. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. I'm really happy that you're here doing this and, and doing the reach out. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I've had a blast today. Absolutely. <laughs> You've been listening to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's, Kurt's awesome. awesome. That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>